0: to get to our first guest, and uh, they join us live here on our big program. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, Becky. Tell us a little about yourself, my friend.
1: Hi, James. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes. Tell Hi, us all James. about yourself, my friend. We, we, yeah. we want to know more about so, you. Tell us all about you.
1: Okay. Awesome. Uh, well, we might not have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> I wear many hats, but I actually I'm in Missouri and fantastic. I have a right. I have a um consulting business. It's m Consulting Group. And basically, I'm a private money broker with that. And we are kind of a financial concierge, you might say, for people who are investors or looking for private money. We have a lot of connections with private lenders and and in that space. So we like to connect money to projects. So that's kind of in a nutshell what we do. And then I do a lot of other things on the side. I speak. I... Um, I'm sure you got this sent over, but I'm hold a title, so I totally believe in getting outside your comfort zone. So, again, I, there's a lot of moving parts to me, so and the things I do, so
2: I like working y- with
0: people. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, tell us a little about this uh, this this situation here with Mike Tyson uh, investing yeah. in a uh, cannabis ranch and everything.
1: Right. You know, I know that. Everyone has their own opinion about the whole marijuana, you know, space and what it's turning into. And like it or not, unfortunately, it's where we are today. So it's just going to keep growing at this point. So I'm not a huge Mike Tyson fan, but I, like, I am all about people being successful. So, you know, I know that struck up controversy and I've, for myself personally, I don't like to set that image, Um, but I definitely like to help people. So, you know, I guess that's what he wants to do. And if he wants to do that, then I guess that's his prerogative. (laughs)
0: We have got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. Lending expert on cannabis, Becky Michael, with us today, financial broker and advisor. Specializes in hard-to-find deals, connecting investors with special, potentially high-return business deals. Now, uh, tell us, uh, actually, we're going to do this. We're going to take a a brief break here. And uh, when we come back, we will have more with Becky on the other side here on our big program. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We have got a great guest with us today. Becky Michael joins us. And uh, she's a financial broker and advisor specializing in hard to find deals, connecting investors with special, potentially high return business deals. And uh, she's with us today talking about a story in the Daily Mail about Mike Tyson to open a weed resort in university. Mike Tyson's putting his money where his mouth is. The boxing legend is spotted holding a joint at a D.C. airport as he builds his marijuana empire on 420 acres of land to create a weed resort and a university for growers and premium strains, according to the Daily Mail. Now, Becky, what do you make of all this, my friend? This is a very interesting topic here.
1: It is. He's an interesting character, actually. So, um, you know... While I'm sure he's of no shortage for cash, um, that is actually something we do. So we actually see a lot of things like this. We actually work with um, clients that are a part of some of the biggest and leading um, cannabis medicinal industries right now. So it sounds like he's going to have a whole array of things going on at his farm. and, but it's funny because we work with those kind of projects all the time, large projects like that. So,
0: We have got a uh, great guest with us today, joins us live here in our broadcast, the uh, amazing Becky Michaels. She's a success coach, former uh, Miss America, Missouri, and she joins us today here on our big program. And uh, so, what, 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 what other details can you tell us about this uh, Mike Tyson story? What, 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 what do you guys have? What's your perspective on this? Give us all the details here.
1: Okay, so my perspective on it, um, again, I kind of go back to you know I'm all about helping people be successful or seeing them be successful. So, and I have a lot of avenues that we can do that, you know, um, as far as like, for example, with him, of course he could, we have private money people and private hedge funds and individuals and groups that we actually connect, so we do a lot of connecting. So on one aspect of it, you know, with M&H Consulting, my company, you know, if we were looking at it for him as a client, he could actually come and invest with other people who are doing the same thing, or that would make it a win-win for both of them. And then on the other hand, if he was looking for funding, like anyone else, um, we can do that as well. Um, Regarding this story with what he's doing, again, I'm not for or against it, honestly, James, so I think it's awesome when people just try to better themselves, but again, he is an interesting character, so...
0: Definitely, definitely. Well, Becky, I appreciate you making time for us today. Check out Becky Michael online. She is a great website, mhconsultingg.wixsite.com slash money. And uh, Becky, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks so much. Thanks so much, James. I'm going to
0: get back to it. I'm actually doing this from the field. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> there there she goes, Becky Michael. We're going to take a timeout here on our big broadcast, and uh, when we come back, God knows what we're going to do next. Uh, get a hold of us online, and That is the best spot to find our official website. And uh, keep in touch with what we are up to. And you can uh, find us over there each and every day over there at JiggyJaguar.com. And uh, we are going to take a time out. When we come back, we have got more coming up on the other side. It is the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast.
3: Back our project today on Kickstarter to design your own professional earbuds. IFMD Series. Imagine a pair of transparent earbuds that look just like crystals with multiple balanced armatures and professional sound quality, especially for vocals, the best choice for radio and podcast fans, and they can be customized with your name. Back this project and share on your social media. Make a pledge. There are tons of rewards. Back the project now and get your own free customization service.
4: The new book, A Helping Paw: Modern Day Life Observed Through the Eyes of Two Cats and an Englishman from author Alan Gilmore, available on Amazon, is an inspiring and heartfelt look at life through the eyes of two cats. Our modern hectic lifestyles have helped create dissatisfaction, illness and disassociation with our true selves. Although cats are often puzzled by the human race's actions and therefore are incapable of knowing everything about the human world, through intense observations, Mr. Midnight and Sir Winston Thought it apt to lend a helping paw To perhaps put the modern individual back on track They attempt to open the eyes of the modern individual To the important things in life Namely, to not take oneself too seriously And to enjoy what life has to offer that much more This little book can change your perspective and your life A Helping Paw Modern day life observed through the eyes of two cats And an Englishman from author Alan Gilmore Order your copy today on Amazon
2: Are you or is someone you know and love being harmed by the damaging effects of sexual addiction? Pornography is now the number one reason for breakups and divorces. Don't let this insidious destroyer do any more devastation. Find hope and solutions today at EnkyraPublications.com. That's spelled A-N-K-Y-R-A Publications.com. You'll find practical, biblical materials to help both men and women, single and married, get freed from this addiction. You'll also find tools for spouses to heal, cope, and process from its effects. Check out the website to read the positive reviews and the many endorsements from well-established organizations, pastors, and individuals worldwide. Questions? Go to the website. And kairapublications.com, click on the...
5: Hello.
0: We've got an incredible new market oh, I'm so awesome. Worldwide. I love joins us here on Skype. And, uh, Ned, I'm going to call you right back here as soon as our commercials are over with. I'll be right with you. Check out G- f1d.mand.com/slash/baby-dash-boutique-dash-funding. They are a little bit away from their goal. They need some more help. Rose Fowler in Brook's, New York, in the Bronx, needs your help. She's a proud single mom of two boys and the owner of the online baby boutique. Your baby's needs. A one stop shop for mothers to be, covering their needs during maternity until having a newborn. I started the business to supplement working salary with the aim to make it the main source of income. Things were going well, and uh, you can learn their story over there at G O F U N D M E dot com slash baby dash boutique dash funding. That's G O F U N D M E dot slash B A B Y dash B O U T. I-Q-U-E dash F U N D I N G And tell them you heard about it Hey, Transmedia. Welcome back to our big program. We are coast to coast and border to border on iTunes. TalkShoe.com, The Mix on Tuesdays. Every Sunday with a Sunday radio broadcast, Talk America Live, each and every Saturday, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. KFRK and then World Radio Network. Get a hold of us online at jiggyjagwire.com. We have got a brand new marketing partner we want to tell you about today here on our broadcast. He is amazing. We're going to put some pictures up of this gentleman. As you see him right there, he is absolutely, absolutely amazing. This man has been all over the planet. He has traveled. Amazing, amazing. He's been to eight countries. It's not enough for him. He's trying to make a living from his music. He's a doer. He takes action. We need you to help him out today. R.M.P. He's an aspiring rapper. He wants to live in a new country each year, and he wants you to help him out. He needs your help. Check it out today. This man is amazing. Check out boomerang.dk slash donate slash six seven nine one three or go to boomerang but uh, not decay and search aspiring rapper check out the link it is absolutely amazing he is an aspiring rapper he's lived in eight countries he's absolutely amazing the man is talented like no one's business Check it out today Go over and give your hard-earned money To boomerang.dk Slash donate Slash 67913 Go over and check that out today It's boomerang.dk Slash projects Slash donate Slash 67913 He is an amazing rapper Oh my god Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia World. I would love to be an aspiring rapper and have somebody pay for me to be all over the planet. It's fantastic. We are going to go to our next guest. Hello. There we are. We have got uh, Ned Sullivan with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and of course TalkShoot.com. Ned Sullivan with us today. He's the vocalist with uh, Steve Hackett. They are set to release a brand new solo album, The Regal Bastard, on July 5th. Third album from Inside Out Music and the fifth overall, and the uh, record is absolutely amazing. Now, Ned, uh, yeah. for folks that uh, want to know a little bit about this, give me some details, my friend. Tell me all about this.
5: Is there any chance you can come a little bit closer to the telephone because it's like echoing big time where you okay.
0: are? Okay, can you hear me now, my friend? Ted, tell us all about it, my friend. Tell us, Ned.
5: Well, what can I say about it? It's 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 a conclusion of a trilogy, and and so it sort of helps if you heard the other two. Yes, but it's it's a, but it still works as a standalone piece, of course. But yeah, it's a. I think I've just become a bit more. May be catchy, but still, kind of. Some said it's the deepest album I've done. Uh, I still have the same musicians as I've, as I've had, basically the same. Some have some have uh, left because of other commitments, but I still have you know Tony Levin, Guthrie Govern, Steve Hackett, um, Nick De and Jonas Rheingold, and and you know, and my female singers Shiona, Tanya and Jade, are doing a wonderful job. Um, uh, I'm just so pleased with this album because I was sort of rushed in the end, but I think it worked. You know what I mean? I had so much to do, and I, it's always that deadline you have to, you know, you, ha- you have to you have to be able to deal with the deadline. And it's always a hassle, you know, with basically no sleep. And you you feel like, oh, God, I'm going to end up at the hospital if I continue at this pace.
0: <laughs> We have got uh, Ned Sullivan with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. Absolutely, absolutely amazing interview here today. Now, um, Ned, uh, how does this uh, third album? Uh, yeah. How does how does how does this deal uh, with the trilogy? Kind of bring us up to speed on all this. Give me all the details, my friend. Tell me all about it.
5: Oh, if I'm going to tell you all about it, we don't have that much time. Ah, <laughs> yes. But you know what I mean. Um, uh, ooh, uh, what can I say? Uh, uh, it's. I think that this might be the one that makes it for me. You know what I mean? Because they've got some really catchy tunes in there that maybe was lacking before. Uh, I think maybe some of the songs are more direct, but still, I, I still keep the quality going. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't sell out if you like uh, so and and so I'm trying not to repeat myself if you want something like I did in the previous one with Stephen Guthrie trading solos uh, that will make you you know your, your heart weep uh, I'm not giving you this that this time I'm giving you something else uh, so you need to get all three albums to get the full picture if you know what I mean but so I, I try not to compete to, to compete to, to to do the same all same thing all over again I try to to you know as as you know this this these three albums are like a, a tr- travel on 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 the sea because that's the vampire it's sort of vessel is on the sea, and the sea is a metaphor for me going um, into new waters where I haven't been before but I do end up in Oahu in Hawaii this time <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Ned Sullivan with us today. He joins us live. Vocalist Steve Hackett and Ned Sullivan are set to release a brand new solo album, The Regal Bastard, on July.
5: May I interrupt you for a bit? My name is... Jump in there! My name isn't Sullivan. It's Sylvan.
0: Sylvan. Swedish.
5: S-Y-L-V-A-N. Swedish.
0: Now, uh... Tell us uh, a little bit about why it's called the Regal Bastard.
5: Well, that's what I am. Just look at my stage presence. You know, I'm a Regal Bastard.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, uh, the, the the second single, "Meet Your Maker." Tell me about this music video, Ned. Oh,
5: it was done by it was done by a uh, Wayne
0: Joiner. Uh, I think is somewhere in
5: the states. I'm not really sure exactly where his whereabouts are, but. I basically filmed myself with my iPhone and just gave him that, and then he threw that in. Same thing with the last video; it just came out for the song called "Woe, Always Been Without You." Um, Same thing there. He's he's really a master at his uh, his craft. He's he's doing some fantastic um, animation, Uh, and so "Meet Your Maker" was a song I, I basically came up with the basic theme of that song about two years ago and I developed it, and I had Tone 11 playing bass on it, and Nick DeVigilio drums, and I handled the rest, apart from the female vocals, of course. Um, to me, that is a typical example when I go prog, prog rock meets R&B, which is kind of not what people are doing these days, and I think that's fascinating that I'm sort of alone with doing that thing. You know what I mean?
0: I totally agree. Nad Sullivan with us today. Cinnabin. Thank you. I'll tell you, uh, what what is what is the music scene like over there in Sweden, my friend?
5: I'm absolutely clueless. <laughs> I'm absolute. I have no idea. I just oh, I just know that the Stockholm area, or the Swede, Swedes, were always very trendy, you know. And, and, and of course, as I, I try to be my own trendsetter. Uh, I don't do what other people do. I don't want to even get involved in what other people are doing because I, I set my own trends. Um, I'm very much, you know, I'm not, ai am I'm not aloof, but I'm sort of a little bit living a hermit life out in the country. I live about thirty minutes drive from Stockholm city. Uh, hardly ever go in there anymore. I ride horses. I, you know, I, I, I swim a lot. I live by a lake. I'm just a country boy, you know, and I just completely absorbed by my music and I have my studio at home, which is getting more elaborate past every year. So that's basically what I do. And then I'm going to tour with Hackett for months on end. We just I just returned home two weeks ago from being away from home for two months. And I'm off to Italy soon for one week of touring there. And then we do the whole autumn or fall, as you say, in the States from the early September until the late of November. We're going to the States and doing the whole UK. Uh, so, you know, it's hectic.
0: It's amazing. We have got a fantastic guest with us today, Ned Selvin with us today. He joins us live from Sweden, and uh, you guys uh, are making some incredible, incredible music. Talk to me about the writing process for this new album.
5: Well, I- I basically wrote 95% of the songs, uh, and I don't know, I'm, I'm, I call myself like Little Mozart in the sense that I, I write m- m- most of the music in my mind, in my head. It's ideas that I sing into my iPhones, iPhone, and then I let, let it elaborate inside my head for a for number of years or months or days. It doesn't really matter, but every time I sit down to write, to you know, start recording a song, I just go through what I have in my mind, and I try to... Make uh, some sort of reality out of that, um, and and also I got this very interesting question the other day from another interview. Asked me, how how do you how do you go about arranging your music? Well, to tell you the truth, I arrange while I'm writing, and and I know a lot of uh, artists. They tend to change things. They they you know they basically never satisfied, and they I do it on the fly, and that's how I work. That's how I can come come up with an album every second year. Uh, and keep in mind I'm on the road for about six months per year
0: it's absolutely absolutely amazing great uh, opportunity today uh, before we let you go Ned how, how do we find you online social media websites by the music everything
5: well everything is basically
0: going to <laughs> w-
5: <laughs> everything is basically going to www.nadsilvan.com fantastic and, uh, To make sure that no one gets the name wrong, it's not Ned or Nat. It's N-A-D-S-Y-L-V-A-N dot com. Nad
0: Sylvan. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate it, my friend, and we will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful day. Okay, then. Thank you. All the best. There he goes. We have got uh, more coming up. He was a total fucking prick. And uh, (laughs) we are going to (laughs) go! To a break, and when we come back, we will talk to a guy who is not a total fucking prick. Uh, Michael Boozler is coming up on the other side, and uh, hell, hell, hell of a deal, hell of a deal with that guy. He was, he was great. He was, uh, he was making fun of stuff. He was, he was being a big deal. He was being a big star. The big
6: stars
2: The Jiggy Jaguar radio program Every afternoon on the network Coast to coast
8: and border to border Keep up with Jiggy online at JiggyJaguar.com Well, 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 well,
0: well, well It is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast We are coast to coast and border to border On TuneIn, iTunes The Mix on Tuesdays Of course, coming up We've got more coming on our Big program here, but before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Use the hashtags on social media, B-E-N-I-G-N-A-P-A-R-U-F-U-M-S, or hashtag B-E-N-I-G-N-A. These folks are absolutely amazing. Their goal is uh, to get some brand visibility out here for this incredible, incredible uh, product and uh we're going to tell you a little bit more about this product as we go through on our broadcast day here but uh before we uh get going we have got michael boozler with us today he joins us live here in our broadcast and uh bernie sanders is wanting to do some free college <laughs> and uh not sure what's going on there we uh michael can you hear us my friend there we are. Okay. Sorry about that. We've, we've we've got some technical issues on our end. Um. So so tell us about this uh, situation with uh, Uncle Bernie and wanting to give away free college and all these things. Yeah. So, um, what Bernie Sanders
3: has recommended, uh, what he suggested as a policy, is uh, he wants to uh, pay off every college student student student, student loans. Uh, it will cost roughly one point trillion dollars to do that Um, and he says that's a good idea so it'll give uh, college students a little easier time um, once they get their first job without having the burden of uh, paying back money that they borrowed and and owe. Um, there's a few problems with it Uh, number one uh, where does the 1.6 trillion dollars come from well Bernie says that look uh, we bailed out Wall Street back in 2008 it's time for wall street to help main street so we said he's going to put a tax on financial transactions uh, and that will raise the entire uh, 1.6 trillion dollars the problem with that is um what he's doing by taxing that 1.6 trillion dollars that that money would have gone to create capital for expansion in the economy today we have a capital intensive economy what does that mean it means um, we make things when we manufacturing manufacturing things we don't make them by hand and with a lot of people anymore we make them with robots and artificial intelligence in fact if we're bringing any of the manufacturing jobs back from uh, asia uh, we're going to have to do that our labor manufacturing cost is over 20 dollars an hour in those uh, Asian countries are down on, uh, around a dollar an hour so if we start making products labor intensive we're not going to be able to compete so how do we compete we bring the manufacturing back and instead of having labor on the assembly line we have robots on the assembly line now you have one worker who can control maybe 10 robots and that um, makes them more productive and will bring labor costs down well In order to be able to build factories and to buy the machinery and robots, you need a lot of capital. So every time Bernie Sanders wants to tax the wealthy people, what you're doing is reducing the amount of capital being created and it slows economic growth. Look, for the decade from 2007 to 2016, the U.S. economy was in a period of stagnation. We never had at least one year with 3% annual growth. We averaged about... Uh, two. Part of the reason for that was that all of the uh, policies of the prior administration, which are geared to cure perceived social injustices, it's injustice everybody doesn't have health care, it's injustice big banks take advantage of consumers, uh, it's injustice that uh, big, big business is the way it is, it's injustice that CEOs make so much more than everybody else. So every time they concentrated on curing one of these perceived social injustices, It added to the cost of business and slowed economic growth. So we had a 10-year stagnant period. Finally, President Trump gets into office. He reduces uh, unneeded regulations. He cut taxes for everyone, including the upper classes and corporations. That created capital for growth, and since he's been in office,
0: Uh, Before we let you go here, my friend, uh, what do you think is going to happen with all this?
3: I'll tell you, uh, it's very difficult to say. Um, I remember back in, I'm old enough to remember 1972, when uh, George McGovern took a very similar uh, socialist-type position, and when it came time for the election, uh, he got wiped out. Uh, So I I think, of the Democratic Party really wants this very um, progressive agenda. But I think the mainstream Democrats and all of the Republicans don't want it. So I'm not sure who the Democrats are going to end up putting up as their candidate. And the debates start tomorrow. We'll start to find out. But whoever they put up, if it's somebody that leans too far to the left, um, I don't think they're going to do very well in the uh, election. Uh, and that might tend to turn the country a little away from this socialist movement and more toward back to the principles that made America great. You know, uh, one last thing, I know we're short of time. Yes. One last thing. America went from the birth of a country to the number one economy in the world in about 150 years. Other countries were hundreds, in some cases thousands of years older. The way that happened was, in my view, we had, we encouraged individual freedom, individual responsibility, low rates of taxation, and a limited role for government. All of these socialistic policies are exactly opposite to that. They'll limit individual freedom. They'll bring social responsibility, not individual responsibility. They'll have to raise tax rates on everybody to pay for this. And you now have government involved in in key markets.
0: Well, Michael, I appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you for being with us today. Appreciate it, my friend. There he goes, Michael Boosler. We are going to take a uh, timeout here, and when we come back, we have got our final guest for the hour coming up, and uh, Karen Lugo is going to join us. In fact, we are going to dial her up right now and get her in here. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Karen. How are you? It's James Lowe calling you for your radio interview. How are you, my friend?
7: Oh, very well. I expected you at a different time. But yes, I'm good. we
0: had some technical difficulties uh, with our oh, phone line okay. and Skype line and everything here, but uh, but I've got you now. And uh, we have yes. got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live. Karen Lugo is with us. She joins us. And uh, so, Karen, um, th- there is a big question right now. Uh, Uh, A lot of legal questions out there, and you're a legal expert. We wanted to prepare the audience and get a master analysis on the Supreme Court's citizenship question on the U.S. Census. What can you tell us about this?
7: Well, let's start with the uh, Commerce Department oversees the census. Uh, It used to be Congress, but um, at this point, the Commerce Department had proposed that the citizenship uh, question go back on the census census goes out every 10 years and um, since 1950 the question has not been asked on the 10-year census that goes to everybody so very simple question are you a US citizen and there is no follow-up question as to whether you're here in the country legally none of the information may be disseminated or shared with law enforcement or other agencies So simple, straight up, straight down, are you a U.S. citizen? That question also, by the way, is asked every year on a long-form census that kind of goes to a random sampling of Americans and households. And uh, that information then is used to extrapolate to the, the population at large. So it's kind of not a big deal. It's already something that is asked, answered, and then the data used to project as to what the real numbers are. This would just confirm what the numbers are by asking everyone every 10 years.
0: Fantastic. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our big broadcast here on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. Karen Lugo with us today. And uh, Karen, why is this such a, a big uproar uh, with folks uh, asking this uh, this legal question?
7: Well, several reasons. Um, it's controversial because there is concern that the question may um, cause some to fear that, that answering that question could then raise other issues um, as to whether they're here, here legally. Um, there's the question as to what is, is done with the information. However, um, the other side, the side that believes that Congress, who has full constitutional authority over citizenship issues, needs to have this data because Congress stoles out between 60 and $80 billion of federal money that is determined by where different populations live and allocated according to census data. So that's a very important issue, as well as the fact that congressional districts are drawn according to census data. And we've seen a shift in um, the number of districts Two states that do have a higher illegal alien population so California for example has picked up between five and six congressional seats as their sanctuary city kind of policy has attracted more residents that would not be there with legal status and we now have Alabama suing because Alabama expects to lose a, a congressional seat Due to this shift of, of congressional districts from some areas to other states,
0: we have got Karen Lugo with us today. She joins us live here on iHeartRadio and also AMFM twenty four seven dot com. Tune in iTunes and of course Radio Loyalty dot com today as well. Now, now Karen, this uh, this legal question has got a lot of folks in an uproar as far as the. Uh, Census goes, a lot of folks are saying that if uh, they are an illegal citizen and they are filling out the census, they just chose to not fill out the census, that'll throw everything into chaos. What do you make of this from a legal perspective?
7: Well, in looking at the studies, there are already questions that trigger non-response rates. The highest one seems to be a question about marital status. There are reasons already that people may not return the census, and whether or not the response is going to be to to do more to uh, make sure that censuses are returned, I'm not sure. But this information is already is already provided to the federal government because of the fact that the annual long form that goes out called the American Community Survey does ask this and does provide for a projection number so even if there are some that don't return the census there is then a way to kind of fill in those gaps but on the other hand having the census gives us gives the, the u.s government congress department of justice for purpose of enforcing the voting rights act um, gives them the data in a much more clear verifiable way than what they get from the long form and keep in mind that minority communities actually stand to lose the most from not having this accurate data this is where um, the Voting Rights Act questions will more often come up and this is also a matter sometimes of those benefits that the federal government is doling out so if there is a a higher concentration of immigrants not here legally that may be skewing the numbers where American minority populations are not getting as much of the benefits or the ability for the federal government to investigate voting rights issues as they would be if we knew where the citizens were and the people that are here and not reported as citizens or not here legally I should say
0: We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big program. And uh, she joins us today here on Skype Audio to discuss this situation about uh, basically helping us get a master analysis on the Supreme Court's citizenship question. And uh, opponents of the Trump administration's effort... To add a citizenship question to the 2020 census, asked the Supreme Court Wednesday not to rule against them in the coming weeks so that the new allegations of a political motive can be reviewed. Um, From a legal perspective, what do you make of this, my friend?
7: Uh, If the question is, what will the likely outcome be? um, I couldn't quite make out some of what the question was, but. Whether the issues, there are two legal concerns that that I know are highly topical right now. And the first being that there were some communications recently uncovered and that the ACLU has um, challenged part of the case based on the fact of these communications. And this is something that's a a kind of sideline to the major the main arguments um, does not seem to be something that the Supreme Court spent much time on or is is likely to be concerned with when it comes to what the Supreme Court what their decision might be regarding keeping the question on the census that will be coming in 2020 the argument seemed to reveal that the split was that that break between maybe the liberal four and the conservative four with possibly the chief justice being a a an unpredictable vote and having spent time with Chief Justice Rehnquist as he taught the last summer um, that he was alive in uh, in Cambridge England much of his his conversation with students was about the importance that the court remain a, a you know, aloof apart from a political dispute, and so it's interesting for a chief justice to have a role in a case where there are political implications, but also so important to not be afraid in a case like this one where there are political um, interests, not be afraid to stand firmly on the Constitution and the principles and certainly when it comes to equal protection of our votes this is a very very important issue
0: we've got Karen Lugo with us today she joins us live here in our program as we wrap up our broadcast day and uh, Karen if people want to get more information on you or uh, websites or social media how do they do this exactly
7: both of um, two organizations, uh, CIS, Center for Immigration Studies, have done deep, deep analysis on the numbers that go into the, the census citizenship issues and what has happened with the shift from some of the states to others in congressional clout. And then um, FAIR, FAIR, is another one who's done a lot of work on this. I have been working um, as founder of Libertas West Project on a lot of cultural issues, and I'm coming out with some um, teaching videos on the merits of Western civilization for young people who are interested in knowing more about generalized Western um, history and the values and traditions, the legacy that it's brought us.
0: Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for making the complex understandable today here on our broadcast. And uh, I appreciate you making time, and good luck to you, and we'll talk to you soon. Have yourself a blessed afternoon, my friend. And to you, too. Bye-bye. Thank you. There she goes. Karen Lugo, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we have got more coming up on the other side. Check us out at JiggyJaguar.com for more information. And uh, you can find us online, JiggyJaguar.com.